Welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday, everybody. Today we're talking about a really crazy EV flagship, FTC dropping a big fine on a dealer, and a $1 billion hospitality go, renovation project. I don't know, is it just me, or do you feel like... That's only 13 months long. That's it. Yo, I can't even get, like, a tile job done. Can you imagine done. spending a billion dollars in 13 months? That'd be hard. I think I think I'm up for the challenge. I think yeah, right. you're like the, if someone needs me to though. I'm willing to try. <laughs> but I have one question. How do you get the contractors to show up? I'm trying to do like the smallest little project in my house and it is impossible to find a good like I look at these companies I doing would this guess stuff. There's 1 billion dollar 1 billion, one billion reasons, reasons why, why contractors yeah. show up. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the word billion is just thrown around so much now. Like yeah, 10 I mean, years ago, it, it wasn't like that. Like, what was I watching no, an NBA thing? It was like three, $5 billion NBA teams now. Yep. Five billion. Exactly. And so, I don't know. It's just the day and age we live in. It's inflation, Kyle. Used to be millions, now yeah. it's billions. There's something wrong with my math, but we'll just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today we have an awesome episode launching on a SotuCon Sessions by Effective. It's one of our podcasts. You can just search a SotuCon Sessions on your podcast platform. We have Andrew Diffenderfer, better known as Diff who no matter what you're talking about, in my opinion, is one of the most like well-rounded thinkers in, in automotive. Like he's, he hangs around, you know, he just thinks broadly about the industry. Yes, he's good at what he does, but he thinks broadly and he's always a, a, a great measured conversation. So, um, yeah. You know. And like always good for a little bit of nerdery and a little bit of fun, Absolutely, you know, absolutely. The man nerdery. after our own heart, you yeah, know what I'm right. saying? A little bit of nerdery. Right. Our own heart. It's got one of those vans that you can drive <laughs> anywhere and you sleep in the sprinter van and all that. So he's that kind of, he's kind of like a, kind of like a, a nouveau bro, you know, at heart. <laughs> Please don't ever refer to me as that. Okay. So you're, you're not a nouveau bro. I will never <laughs> refer to you as that. I know. I'm just telling no you, problem. like if for some reason I ever got to that level, just don't refer. Like if, nah. if you do, don't let me know. If, that you, if did. you kind of like follow his Instagram account, you'll, you'll hear what I just said and be like, yeah, that shoe fits. I don't know. That I just, just fit. coined it. It just came out, <laughs> just came out. <laughs> uh, speaking oh, about no. speaking, segue into the first story. Speaking of things just coming out. Stop. Segway. We've waited a day or two to talk that's, about that's this. A, that was the first time I've ever heard you pre-announce a segue. That was, that was a, great. That was, that was like a segue into a segue. It's meta well, a segue into a segue. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't talked about this, but it was actually on Monday, a long way to reveal Cadillac unveiled their new flagship EV. The let's pronounce it correctly because we had to look it up. The Celestic. We, the we non have a fancy pronunciation. How how, how of should fancy looking word? How should it be pronounced? Celestique. It like you gotta sound. get a little bit of a little bit of thing in that. A in little bit opinion. of uh, exotic pronunciation because I mean it right. should be for a car that is north of three hundred thousand dollars starting price. They are moving back, and that is the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> Production will begin in late 2023. Uh, 600 horsepower, 640 foot-pounds of torque, 300 miles of range. In my opinion, the thing is absolutely gorgeous. I've never seen a it car is. look like that before, but it is freaking gorgeous. I will say, I like the, Cad the Cadillac brand for me, it's like the Escalade always looks on point but mm -hmm. kind of the other vehicles like i always import kind of what i feel of like 1998 cadillac Ooh, into yeah. like the way yeah. it look and feel i, I can feel this that. is an altogether departure from that 
environment. And I think that it is, it is setting that brand apart because like when, when that's the trajectory of the, of the flagship vehicle, everything else probably starts to fall in line. I so I think that. that that's kind of the way that this is going to play. It's going to reestablish what flagship looks like for Cadillac. And I think it's going to be a really deep brand play that actually spreads a lot further. So here's a, here's yeah. a couple of quotes from the launch. Celestic is the purest expression of Cadillac acknowledging our incredible history and driving us to a bolder and brighter future, says Cadillac Global Vice President Ron Harvey in a press release. It is a completely bespoke work of automotive mm. art built around the most Ooh. advanced and innovative technology we've ever engineered in an automobile. This is cool. So like they can only make six at a time. Only six yep. are going to be in production at any one time. Uh, Hand-built, again, uh, the dealers that are allowed to sell it, they're going to have to obviously go through a whole process because they're promising like a very concierge design process in general. So like you can customize this vehicle if you buy one. Uh, the dealers kind of advise the buyers as they work directly with the designers who can suggest designs you know they, they're gonna really depends on the person do you want us to suggest things or do you so want to tell us so um everyone is going to be a one-off you know standard rear wheel steering which is pretty dope if you've ever driven a car with one of those i mean it's a pretty long vehicle if you saw the picture yeah so the rear wheel steering is yep. definitely going to come in handy multi-zone auto dimming is is a cool feature so it's going to have the big glass roof so cool. you know people in the back might want it a little dimmer people in the front dimmer it's yeah pr it's pretty good a 55 inch wide screen across the front dash that and that's going to be something that that you start to see in a lot of vehicles all the mm -hmm. way through just because of like this multi infotainment system type thing what i love like think about we've been talking about pop culture meeting automotive right and when someone in a press release a global vice president says words like a bespoke work of automotive art. <laughs> like, you know that the lines are just, they're being blurred at this point. And I think that that's a good thing. Even if you're not selling or, or working with $300,000 vehicles, now the expectation is from a global perspective that, hey, my car purchase can be unique and customized to me. So thinking about that as any auto salesperson or dealer, like how do I create that level of experience for the person buying the $20,000 vehicle, right? Because I think that that's the game changer. When someone when someone walks in and buys a $23,000 Mazda 3 Toyota, you know, what Yaris or whatever and 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 walks out going, "Holy cow. That felt like have like a piece of I was brand. someone building a six uh, you know, a six-figure six time a six at a time handmade vehicle. And if you can do that, if you can go, okay, I see that that's happening in, in the buying persona and what there are some people that are after, because like you think about the, tr the trend of everything going from luxury to commodity, right? I need to, uh, I want to order food from wherever, right? At first it was pizza. Only luxury could get to order food from anywhere. Now we all have that capacity. It's a, now a commodity. It's now just something that anybody can do through Uber Eats or DoorDash. And so if you can move the luxury buyer, the luxury retail experience to, to the more commodity retail experience, you're going to win. I think it's, for me, the bigger impact is just the status of the brand. Cadillac used to mean so much right. when it came to overall status. And again, like to your point, kind of that oh, span, depending doubt. on which one you had, right? There was a big price difference between the, the biggest, baddest Cadillacs and the entry level ones. Um, right. You know, 
all I could think about when I started seeing this vehicle though are are what Alex Flores is going to look like in his. <laughs> I know he sees this thing. He's trying to get to be number one on the pre-order list because the A-Flow Celestic is going to be dope. It's going to be dope. He's trying to so get dope. qualified to sell him just so he can buy one. I hope you're listening, Mr. Flores. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people that are now listening. Segway. Time. So the Passport Automotive Group out of Maryland who holds brands BMW, Infiniti, Mini, Nissan, Mazda, and Toyota has been fined $3.38 million by the FTC in a discrimination suit involving uh, charging illegal fees and engaging in lending discrimination, allegedly. Uh, this is from an Automotive News article. The FTC alleged Passport advertised certified, reconditioned, or inspected cars at specified prices but added extra certifications, reconditioning, or inspection fees it falsely claimed consumers were required to pay. For example, the FTC cited one case in which a vehicle is advertised at $24,050 and sold for $26,440 because of legal illegal add-on fees and also alleged they charge black and Latino customers roughly $291 and $235 more respectively in interest uh, than their white counterparts. That's pretty serious like level set from the FTC. I mean... I like, I'm just saying, you know, I look, I don't know what happened in, in the passport group. Yep. You know, I, I, I have known people there and I know that there are really good upstanding people in that group. So like nothing that a group does like this, just, it just set level set is like, that's not the experience that everybody gets. Right. That's not the experience everyone gives. Right. But what this is pointing to, to me is like, if this is happening right now from the FTC and we've seen other examples of this over the last two years and we're coming up on December 7th when all these new guidelines like just they're, they're poking around. They're watching for these experiences and, and these types of, you know, practices. And so, like, I appreciate what, you know, Pat, the passport representative said, we'll go through that quote in a minute. But mm -hmm. just like heads up, it's not like That's the guns aren't out. No, right? no, 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 no. Yeah. That's what this is. And I think you nailed it, right? So um, in a written reply, pass, Passport to, in a written reply to Automotive News, Passport said it doesn't tolerate behavior that violates customer trust and that the company took swift action upon learning that some customers were charged redundant fees and internal investigation determined violations were largely isolated to a group of three employees and those employees wow. are no longer part of the organization. They disagree with the See? allegations and they said, you know, but it would have distracted us too much to try to fight this. Too much money, too much time from, it would distract us from the important work we do and that time, energy, money can be better utilized to service, uh, invest in the community. So they've agreed to just settle. But, but three people, right? Three people in the organization. They didn't say who it is, but they did say that- That's the, the thing. That's the thing. That's all it takes. Like you, you doesn't even take three. The, the internal audit process, the internal like structure process, written processes, understanding exactly what the compliance officer and the and and the general managers and everybody is doing from top to bottom every single day is going to like that's the problem here is because you know and and I think that this is where when you look at these FTC guidelines that are coming down the pipe is everybody has to be aware. You better make every single person aware in your organization that they are part of being on the hook for your organization in the way that they handle customer experience. Because when three people can impact a dealer's bottom line like this 
for for practices that are, that are outside that group's expectation, that's a dangerous kind of line to walk. Dude, so, and it seems yeah. like it. The fact that several people can make a decision that inf- affects the group this much, because you think of all the people that work there, like you said, um, there's just lots right. of decent history in the passport. A lot of good people, a lot of good work. Yep. And then this, this, I like. Look, the practices are wrong. You're right. The alleg- if the allegations are true, right? The practices are wrong, right? And we talk about this at length, right? No longer can you get away with the stuff that we've gotten away with in the past. Uh, the fine is actually going to be paid by a combination of the auto group, the president, Everett Helmuth, and vice president, Jay Klein, collectively are going to pay this fine. I don't fully re- understand what that means, but this is the second run-in with the FTC for Passport in 2018. Uh, they sent out 20 plus thousand fake urgent recall notices intended to drive traffic to dealer visits. Now, I think that's also another example. Here's how that could have, right. that, here's how that could have played out. You have this big group, yeah. all these stores, oh, all know. these groups. Somebody gets a call, right? A general manager, a sales manager, a marketing manager, right? Like, hey, we got, got this, a way to drive we got traffic. this thing, right? We're going to, we're going to, you're right. going to give us 10 grand and we have this email list or we're going to take this and we're going to send it out. We have proof that it works and it's going to, and one person makes that decision. We're like, yeah, let's try that. And all of a sudden, right. 20,000 notices go out Boom. and you are in big flipping trouble, right? Because it's yep. so deceptive and it's so backwards. And it's easy to get, get caught in this, this stream of tactics, right? And let me just say this. If it seems like a hustle, right? If it seems like, just get away from it. You don't want to be We were that. on the phone with a dealer yesterday that it was like, <laughs> yes, he kind we of were. was like, Hey, someone, someone called me and said, blah, 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 and they could do that. And, and we were just like, <laughs> we just kind of are all like sniffing the air. Like, you smell hustle? You smell hustle? I smell that. hustle. <laughs> yeah, I know the rules but were this like, way, but they found the a way sniffer, around it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if there's a way around it, like just, you know, I think that's actually one of the really great things going to come from like the FTC regulations, which are definitely, yeah. you know, as the NEADA say, sloppily drafted and hasty. We totally agree with that. But what it is going to do is help us get away from some of these and actually limit the bad actors and the things that really are deceptives and the things that truly are um, like ripping people off because we can we can together fix that practice. I think the FTC is going to force that hand um, in a lot of cases. But this is just a, a very cogent warning to all of us to like, like Kyle said, everybody in your organization needs to know that like this stuff's got to stop. Like we can't even be it's close to playing. Just quit. This is the thing when when you look at any and and I know like we we were going a little long on this episode so hang with us because I got I got a thing to say this right <laughs> when when you look at any vertical any industry that has some level of history of broad culture disrespect or misunderstanding of the way that 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 the internal part of the vertical actually works right so when you think about it like just think of the things that people list of the things that are like the bad actors in society, right? It's not it's not indicative of everyone, but it is a cultural perception. When that's the case, everybody in that vertical, in order to shift that cultural perception, not just has to get to center, like industries that don't have that cultural perception, they have to go to the other over-index. side. Complete, you have to over-index 
on the way that you treat customers, on the way that you treat employees, you have to over index. And that's where we're at as an industry. And we just have to recognize that it's not getting back to center and just like being like other industries. We have to over index and be the leader in the way that we care for customers and employees or the culture will not shift the perception. It just won't happen. We have a comment from a, a live viewer, Jim Elliott says, are you sure it's just three individuals or a low standard of conduct allowed by the group? That is a great question oh, because when you- question. We don't know, but what we will say is when you have in a culture of elevated attention on integrity, doing the right thing, treating the customers right, it does tend to suffocate Bad and push out kind of the folks out. that yep. they just can't have any space in the organization. So uh, keen observation, don't know the answer to the question, but um, definitely merits asking the question. Speaking of making space. <laughs> yeah. Segway. Time. Yo, the Venetian is about to do a whole bunch of space up in Vegas. <laughs> F1, if you don't know, is coming uh, back to Vegas uh, for the first time in a few years, uh, headed to uh, Las Vegas for an F1 race in November of 2023. And the Venetian has started a $1 billion renovation exactly. of their hotel, again. their grounds, internal stuff they've got a new beach thing the casino floors going on new restaurants the whole nine yards and like we said at the front of the episode they're doing it in 13 months like this is not this is not november 2025 they're not doing a billion dollar renovation in two and a half years they're doing it in 11 months um they're also working on a current project of uh the madison square garden sphere which is a 20,000 seat indoor arena that's costing $1.85 billion and will be the largest of its kind, finished next time in about the same timeline. So, gosh, all the contractors converging on Venetian properties. Um, interestingly enough, the, the Venetian property actually exchanged hands February of this year. So uh, I'm sure that new investor is looking to get a whole lot of love out of what they're doing out there in Vegas for this race and like the convergence of culture on uh, on Vegas. I mean, I guess when this timeline, it will be ready by the time NADA is back in Vegas to 2024. We'll get Ooh. to go, we'll get, get, get to go check it out in person. Um, you yeah. know, this, this whole thing, right? Like, why do you do? Cause the attention is there, right? It started because F1, let's, let's back this up. Crazy. F1 crazy. on the downward trend, Netflix series comes out featuring the stories of the humans and the drama within the sport that really helps propel it to massive adoption in the U.S., massive event in Miami. It's coming to Las Vegas. Um, MGM actually purchased $25 million of tickets, which is, I feel like, is that like most of them? Like, it's, a, it's a lot of them. And they're going it's, to be coupling not, the tickets yeah. with a stay and these packages that are up to $100,000 for, for these experiences. Yep. Just showing you, like we talked about yesterday, about even Gen Z pursuing these luxury items and luxury experiences that have the perception of like, hey, I'm out there, I'm doing things, you should be watching what I'm doing. And this is just kind of like a very forward and advanced version of this, breaking it down for all the money goes where the attention flows. Let's go. <laughs> All right, I don't think we're going to be able to top that. We have to end the show with that one. No doubt, no doubt. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Listen, Build the culture of your store. Make sure people know the customer is first. The customer is first. The customer is first. The customer is first.